in your sister's room. That's where it started. Hello, this is Paul Derringer. Today, my brother Dave Derringer will be joining us by proxy only. But listeners, don't worry. Dave Derringer will return to the fold soon. For today's mini-episode, I've requested a brother from another mother, Alton Derringer, to lend a hand. Wouldn't you give your hand to a friend? Hello, this is Alton Derringer. Paul and I go way back. Far enough back for brother Dave to be cruising around listening to 8-tracks in his Chevy Nova. <laughs> he loved that Nova. Today marks the 20th episode of Derringer Discoveries. Where we take you, the listener, on a journey. A musical journey. Today's episode is The Killers Peaked at Why. Cody says he didn't start the fire His parents know he probably did So, Paul... Is this episode title asking a question? Are you asking, have the killers peaked? Exactly, yes. In episode 17 of Derringer Discoveries, we covered the killers' impressive 17 years of recorded hit music, starting with the first album released in 2004 and ending with their sixth album released in 2020. The general consensus in episode 17 was that the killers' first Three albums are the classic three. Their first album, Hot Fuss, in 2004, gave us lasting hits such as All These Things I've Done. I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. I got soul, but I'm Their second album, Sam's Town, in 2006, knocked us for a loop with When You Were Young. third album, Day and Age, from 2008, made us question whether it is better to be dancer or human. Today, we will answer the question raised in episode 17. That is, have the killers peaked? Have they jumped the shark? Have they crossed the Rubicon? This is the Rubicon. Crossing the Rubicon is reaching the point of no return. So higher powers, higher powers, higher powers. Higher powers than me, higher powers than me. I've seen them in the hill, you know, I've seen the spirits, you know. The Killers have released a new album called Pressure Machine. It's their seventh album. What's going to happen? Paul and I will pick three of our favorite songs from the album. We will also relay Dave Derringer's three favorite songs. But that's not all. It's not? No, it's not. We're going to have some help from Augie Derringer and her friends in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Home of the late great prince, may he rest in purple. Hello, listeners in St. Paul, and hello, Minneapolis, and hello, Augie. Good to have you with us. And we will have help from Patty Derringer and his friends in St. Augustine, Florida. St. Augustine at night. Paul, have we have we heard from them yet? <laughs> They're still sleeping, but we're, we're expecting to hear from them. We might just hear from them by the time we need them. I dreamed I saw 
St. Augustine. Hello, St. Augustine, and hello, Patty and friends. Thank you for listening to Derringer Discoveries. I enjoyed episode 17 on the killers, and it's great to have Dave, Augie, and maybe Patty back for today's episode. In addition to covering the killers' new album, today we will also have a post-episode mini-interview where we will introduce our listeners to a band called Pelican State. My name is Constant van Gran, and I'm an artist from South Africa. I'm in a band called Pelican State. And I sing songs and write songs in both English and the Afrikaans language. I hope you'll enjoy this episode with Paul and Dave. Excellent. And just like prior episodes of Derringer Discoveries, today's episode is accompanied by a playlist featuring the songs that we discussed today. The playlist is only available on Spotify and it's called The Killer's Peaked. Exactly. Peaked has a question mark after it. Who are you? I'm no one to be trifled with. Should we skip the mailbag? Yes, I think we should. It's probably too heavy to pick up anyway. But let's dive in. Killers released two versions of the Pressure Machine album, one with talking at the start of most of the songs and one without talking. These are recordings of actual Nephi, Utah residents. That's where Brandon Flowers grew up as a teenager. So higher powers, higher powers, higher powers, higher powers than me. Higher powers than me, I've seen them in the hill, you know, I've seen the spirits, you know. The idea came from their producer, Sean Everett, but after the initial listen, I switched over to the version without the opening dialogue for every song. Yeah, Alton, I felt the same way, and it's interesting, Brother Dave Derringer texted us. He listened to the unabridged version at first. Oh, yeah. Every two or three years, a train kills somebody. Everybody knows about the train. You hear it constantly. I think the train is a way to find your way out of this life. Once he listened to it without the snippets, he found the album much more enjoyable. I hunt elk and deer. I've hunted antelope. Alton and I each picked our top three favorite songs from the album, Pressure Machine. We agreed as to the number one best song, but we differed as to our number two and number three choices. All right, the Battle of Wits has begun. Derringer Discoveries pick number three. Paul, my number three pick was originally West Hills, which was the opening track on the album. I was born right here in Zion. But I've changed my selection to Cody. On subsequent listens, West Hills just sounded too much like a Bruce Springsteen song, but without the boss himself. I come from down in the valley. <laughs> the boss is missing. He came in on a reissue of a song in June of this year that he did with Brandon Flowers. So it's interesting that Brandon Flowers puts out an album that feels like a Bruce Springsteen album. It, it is really strange, but you know, I think that's the reason I liked Cody is because it's really sounded different from the rest of the songs on this album. Well, you're not alone. Augie has chimed in from Minneapolis, St. Paul, and she wrote that Cody is one of her top three songs. So why don't we play a snippet of Cody? So-
And that's a snippet of Alton's number three choice, which is also Augie's number three choice, Cody. Cody says he didn't start the fire. Alton, my number three pick is Quiet Town. That's a snippet of Quiet Town. That also sounds a lot like Bruce Springsteen. You know, I could almost hear the boss singing <laughs> the song. Every time I listened to it, I was I was waiting to hear the boss's voice singing this thing. Well, I'm glad you told me that he wrote it about Nephi, because now it makes sense. He's writing about his small town where he grew up. What did Brother Dave Derringer say? Brother Dave Derringer, for his number three pick, he went with the title track. But ironically, he thinks that the album should have been called Pressure Sensitive instead of Pressure Machine. But his number three pick was the title track. Pressure machine. Hope will set your eyes agleam. Like four feet dangling in the stream. The kingdom of God, it's a pressure machine. Every step gotta keep it clean. So, Paul, have we heard from Patty and St. Augustine yet? <laughs> we have not. I am afraid our contingency in St. Augustine is going to miss the boat, but we're remaining hopeful that they will join in before this episode is over. I think we should comment briefly about the band. In episode 17, we were talking about how the full band was getting back together. We've always had Brandon Flowers. He is the central force of the band, and he's always had his sidekick, Ronnie Vanucci, the drummer. But the other two, well, on the last album, we did didn't have Dave Kooning, his lead guitarist. Do we have him with us this time around for album number seven? I think we've got him for a few of the songs. Yeah, just a few. But I think his producer actually plays guitar on this one a lot. Jonathan Rado. And if you look at the credits, he is all over this album as far as playing musical instruments. Put your hand in mine. It will Absolutely. It's almost a wonder he's not listed as a band member. I know. He's listed as the co-writer on most of the songs. In fact, our number one pick is the only song that I saw that he's not listed as a co-writer on. Is a bass player, Mark Stormer, I think is how you say his name. Is he back for this one? No. Isn't that funny? He was on the last album, but this time he's not back. Brandon and Ronnie, the drummer, Ronnie Van Nucci, decided they were going to record. They lived near each other. They were kind of in each other's bubbles, let's say. But Mark Stormer lived elsewhere and he was actually a little gun shy to come into it so it's really not a reunion of the killers the original killers no it's not i have heard that dave and mark will be joining the band back when they start to travel in support of this album that is interesting because they are just about to go on tour listeners if you go to spotify and check out the killers you'll see that the tour starts in september it's just small town feeling and just live in this small town and like my kids ride dirt bikes and motorcycles and they just go across the street in the field and ride. My number two pick is the track called The Getting By, which is near the end of the album. The song speaks to the hopelessness felt to those who work hard every day and just can't seem to get ahead. Lately my patience is in short supply. Nothing good seems to ever come. From all this work, no matter how hard I try. 
it actually has some biblical overtones in some of the lyrics. One of the lines states, but they've got their treasure laying way up high. That's from the book of Matthew. But they've got their treasure laying way up high. And another lyric says, where there might be many mansions. That's from the book of John. Where there might be many mansions. And that is a snippet of the getting by. As I mentioned in episode 17, I do believe that Brandon Flowers is getting more and more religious with each album. Some higher powers, higher powers, higher powers, higher powers than me. Dave texted me, and that is one of his top three choices, and we'll put it at number two. So you and Dave are in harmony on this one. Excellent. Augie Derringer and I both independently picked Sleepwalker. And that was Sleepwalker, which is my number two pick, my second favorite song on this album called Pressure Machine, which my brother Dave Derringer has joked should be called Pressure Sensitive. Paul, have we heard from Patty and St. Augustine yet? I keep checking my text messages, and we have not. I, I'm hoping that we can get that crew up. If anyone's listening in St. Augustine, if you'd go over and actually, I'm, I shouldn't give the address. They, they st- this is not radio, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> We're not live. We're not live, but we, we keep holding out hope that Patty Derringer and his crew in St. Augustine will be joining us. And listeners, let's keep hoping it could happen. So, Paul, before we get to our final pick, do you want to play a game of Six Degrees of Separation? Six Degrees of Separation. The theory that everyone and everything is six or fewer degrees or steps away from each other. Six degrees of separation. Number one, do you know who the fiddle player was on some of these songs on the album? Running through the pressure machine. I looked, but I don't recall. Who was it? It was Sarah Watkins. Do you recognize that name? Nickel Creek. Very good. She and her brother Sean Watkins, as well as Chris Thiele, made up the band Nickel Creek. Step number two. Now, Sean Watkins, the brother who was with Sarah in Nickel Creek, was a fan of one of my favorite groups, Toad the Wet Sprocket. Aha! We spotted the ocean at the head of the trail. Here we go. So now we've crossed one of my my favorite bands. Toad's lead singer is Glenn Phillips. Nickel Creek asked Glenn to open for them on one of their tours. Okay. All right. How many degrees in are we? I I think we're at the second degree. (laughs) I'm not sure if I make it to all six. But anyway, just play along. Okay. Pretend like you're having fun. All right. So now Glenn and Nickel Creek ended up forming a super group called... Do you know this one? I don't. They only released one album, but it was the Mutual Admiration Society. Ah, well, that's good. I'm glad it was mutual. The Mutual Admiration Society ended up morphing into another supergroup called the Works Progress Association. I'm not here for your confession. You said all there is to say. The drummer that has played with these supergroups was Pete Thomas, who was the drummer for, do you know? I don't want to kiss you, I don't want to touch. 
Elvis Costello in the attractions. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I believe we've just crossed one of your favorite artists. Yes, Elvis Costello is one of my favorites. So now I'm getting close to tying it all together. We've just finished number four. We kind of tied those together. So number five, Elvis Costello was in a super group with Jim James from My Morning Jacket. Only memories remain. Marcus Mumford from Mumford and Sons. And I will wait, I will wait for you. Rhiannon Giddens, who was with the Carolina Chocolate Drops. Coming, coming, my father dear. And spend this hour with me. And do you remember the, the other member that was in that group? I don't. Uh, that super group was called the New Basement Tapes. I listen to you time and time again. And the fifth, Bob Dylan? It was close. They recorded Dylan's songs, but the fifth member to round out the band was Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes. St. Augustine at night. Okay, and Dawes is on this Pressure Machine album. Taylor Goldsmith, along with his brother Griffin Goldsmith, who's the drummer for Dawes, sang background vocals for the song The Getting By on this album. Lately my patience is in short supply. And that was your choice and David's choice, Dave Derringer's choice. Absolutely. So that takes us to our sixth degree, and thanks for playing. No. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you've uh, mentioned every band in the book, which will be good. No, 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 no. That'll help you build out your playlist. Yes, that's what I always like to do. Are you kidding me? Who agreed to this? Discovery's pick number one. I think most of the crowd was crying. She sat up and laid over her horse and just cried and hugged her horse because she knew that, you know, that was her last moments with that horse. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, Alton and I agreed on our number one choice. So let's hear from the others before we reveal our top pick. What did the crew in St. Paul, Minneapolis say? The crew in St. Paul, Minneapolis, they also picked the same choice that we picked. Fantastic. And Brother Dave? Brother Dave picked the same choice that we picked for our number one song. And by the way, listeners, everybody did this independently. We did not consult with each other. And Patty and the crew from St. Augustine said... Yeah, in case you're wondering, that's the sound of crickets, and that's exactly what we have heard from St. Augustine. It's, uh, well, it's almost too late, but we would have loved to have found out how St. Augustine, Florida feels about the killer's new album. And seeing you're listening to this podcast, I would say it's more than almost too late. (laughs) I think it's too late. I'm here. You can cut it out, guys. I was actually getting work done in St. Augustine. St. Augustine at night. But I already know what you guys are going to pick for number one. I think I'm going to break this up and agree with Dave for my number one for Pressure Machine. I think Brandon really showed his singing voice with the falsetto. Ain't nothing wrong with working class. And then for number two, I would have to go with Sleepwalker and agree with Papa and Augie Derringer on that one. Hey, Sleepwalker, don't you miss the way? And then for my number three, I would say Getting By. I would agree with Alton Derringer, and those would be my top three. Their new album 
own pressure machine just came out moments ago with the song Runaway Horses, The Killers. Small town girl. I really like this song. The harmonies in this sealed the deal for me. I thought they were poignant. The notes were spot on. They were quite exquisite. Well, do you want to mention who does the harmonies with Brandon Flowers? Well, I tell you, Brandon was smart in collaborating with her. I'm also a fan of her solo work. And I'll give it a hint to the folks who just released a haunting cover of Metallica's Nothing Else Matters. It's Phoebe Bridgers. So close, no matter how far Couldn't be much more from the heart Forever trusting who we are And nothing else matters Yeah, Phoebe Bridges is an up-and-coming artist. If you don't know that name, go to Spotify and check her out. Plus, go to our playlist. I've included at least one of her songs on our playlist, but she is on this song that is on Pressure Machine, Augie Derringer, Dave Derringer, Alton Derringer, and Paul Derringer. All four independently found this to be our favorite song. That's a lot of Derringers. That's a lot of Derringers to agree. And the song is Runaway Horses. You know, that was our last moments with that horse. Small town girl Shows up for her friends Crazy about the bends Small town girl shows up for her friends Crazy about the bends Can we assume that that's a reference to a Radiohead's album? See what I did there? Yeah, you threw in yet another band, and that would make sense, actually. Yeah, because The Benz was released in 1995 during the time Brandon was growing up in Nephi. Yeah, Brandon would have been a fan of Radiohead. From the bands that I've heard him mention, it was definitely right up that alley. We had spring in our heels. Unwavering forces Head first into the unknown This is a a solo effort by Brandon Flowers. He wrote it alone. Goes to show. It was a good write. Absolutely. If we all picked it as number one. But I tell you, I think Ad and Phoebe Bridgers here really gave the song some gravitas. Yeah, she's the force that we're going to hear more from in the future. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't get her own episode one day. Like runaway horses In a fever till the end Every step is a silver prayer in the face of a hard wind. Well, Paul, it's time to wrap things up. So tell me the $25,000 question. Have the killers jump the shark? Alton, before I reveal whether or not I think the killers have jumped the shark, I would like to read what David has texted me just now. And I think this is actually spot on. So listeners, I'm going to read it word for word. Dave will be happy that I'm not putting the Paul Derringer spin on it. Dave wrote, while Pressure Machine is an improvement, it doesn't come close to the energy of the first three albums. Hot Fuss, Sam's Town. And day and age. Cut the cord. Are we human? 
Dave Derringer was hoping that the Killers could return to form on this seventh album. Yeah, Paul, you know, Hot Fuss coming out in 2004, you have to realize that was, what, 17 years ago, if my math is right. So Brandon Flowers, he's gotten older, he's gotten more mature, he's gotten to the age where he's thinking about his hometown where he grew up, so it it may be a, a bit of wistfulness. This was one of the first albums, or maybe the only album, where he wrote lyrics first and then music. It used to be the joke that he would just make up lyrics on the fly at the last minute because he had to come up with something. This time around, he wrote the lyrics first. What I'd really like to see him do is not try to sound so much like the boss. Yeah, on this album, he's trying to sound like Bruce Springsteen. He also sounds like U2 in places, the band U2. And I think you mentioned he also sounds like Smashing Pumpkins. It's ironic that he's trying to sound like other people when, in my view, the Killers gave us a sound that has been emulated by other bands ever since the Killers hit the scene. So it's like the Killers gave us a sound, and now we imitate the Killers, and the Killers are no longer even imitating themselves. They're going elsewhere. So, Paul, tell me the $25,000 question. It's with only 25000 Only 25000 with this new album. Have they jump the shark Alton going into this episode I was about to say that they had jumped the shark but as we were going over this episode getting all these text messages I saw this article published by NME New Musical Express In the article, they report that the Killers have announced that they are going to get back together. They are. All four of them. All four of them are getting back together, and they are going to release yet another new album. It's supposed to be heavier than this one. They said they've already gotten together and have been noodling around and have found this new heavier sound that they think might kind of take them back to their their original sound. So I can't figure this out. They just put an album out in the fall of 2020. And then they put this album out that we reviewed in this episode, Pressure Machine. The kingdom of God, it's a pressure machine. And they're already announcing, already, like within days of releasing Pressure Machine, they're announcing that, nope, wait, we're going to do another one, and this one's going to be heavier and rockier, a return to our roots. So the problem I have is, Alton, I feel like I can't weigh in on whether or not they've jumped the shark until we hear the, another new album from them. I think those two musicians that have laid out for these last couple of albums they've done are realizing that Brandon Flowers is going to go ahead without them, and I think they don't want to be left off any more albums. I think you're right so they have come back we cannot in good faith judge whether they have jumped the shark until we give them the chance to put out this number eight album i agree what does brother dave say about it brother dave wrote me and listeners cover your ears because he is he is on fire he wrote paul how dare you ask me if brandon flowers and the killers have jumped the shark or crossed the rubicon they are the most successful musical act to ever emerge from Nevada. And then he goes on to talk about how many albums they've sold and how big they are all over the world, but everyone listening to this knows how big they are. He says, Pressure Machine is not a misstep, and it's not a final nail in the killer's coffin. I agree. I think that once the other two members come back into the fold and we have a chance to hear their new album, that's when we can decide whether they have jumped the shark or crossed the Rubicon. Have you? Are you with me? Excellent. Listeners, we are going to string you along. We're going to make you wait for another podcast before we decide 
whether the killers have jumped the shark. So the answer to today's question, which is the name of the episode, the killers peaked with a question mark. The answer is, we don't know yet. (laughs) Stay tuned. Stay tuned. This is Paul. This is Alton. If you like what you hear, please click and follow Derringer Discoveries and tell others about us. Hey, and don't forget to check out the playlist, The Killers Peaked. Be sure to click like. I think it's a little heart symbol on the playlist. Until next time, we are the Derringer family. And that Derringer family is getting bigger and bigger by the day. But thanks for listening to us, and thanks for listening to Derringer Discoveries. In your sister's room. For our post-episode playout today, we are featuring Pelican State from South Africa. My name is Constant van Graan, and I'm an artist from South Africa. I'm in a band called Pelican State. And I have found that he has a very excellent catalog on Spotify. Pelican State is known as Pelican State because of the fact that I've read a lot about Louisiana. For our playlist, I have chosen my three favorite songs, and I'd like to play just quick snippets, and I'm also going to play some of my interview with him between these snippets. You interviewed all the way to South Africa? I did. We did it by Zoom. I'm just glad that he was willing to be part of Derringer Discoveries. You hear some influence of the Dutch, but you'll also find some unique African influence as well when you hear and talk Afrikaans. So what were the three songs that were your favorite? The first one is Jungu Josh. The correct pronunciation is Jungu Josh. And this is sung in another language. It's Afrikaans. Afrikaans, yes. Is that a question mark? It's Afrikaans. But he also says that he wrote a language of his own because this is a character that he created. He has a book that he's published in the Afrikaans language and he told me that he's in the process of having it translated into English. So soon we'll be able to buy it on Amazon. The word Jingu comes from the Mogani language uh, of the book. It's a book series fantasy novels that I've written for young teenagers. Even if you're older than 13 years, it's fantasy. It's for people who like adventure as well. Uh, so some parts the verses are Afrikaans, but the chorus and the bridge are in Magani. It's the fictional language that I've created. My second song is We Are Groupies. And we'll give our ears to every song that you have written and even sing along. What I noted when we sing, but also when other bands sing, they're so uh, focused on the sound and, and the type of performance that they want to de- deliver to the crowd that they sometimes forget to actually acknowledge the crowds and the groupies. They don't get that positive feedback and that recognition. When the show is over, we might cry, we might say it's all a lie. And- Deny the truth
So what's the third song? The third one is the highlight, and that's his newest single. And this is the one, listeners, let's give him some streams. I would love to see him have some streams and monthly listeners. This one is called Peaches. Paul, I think Peaches is an excellent song. In the evening, when sounds are deceiving, I hear a name whispered in the apple. Peaches actually started when I read about Peaches Galdorf, the late daughter of Bob Galdorf. And so I started writing a love song, a song about love gone awry. All three of these songs are on our playlist, The Killers Peaked. And don't forget, Pelican State and all the other artists on our playlist, they receive royalties from Spotify when you stream these songs. So if you could stream them from The Killers Peaked, question mark, playlist, (laughs) (laughs) we would greatly appreciate it, and I know the artists would too. We want to send good vibes to Constant. Constant, thank you for letting me interview you and to Pelican State. Excellent songwriting, excellent singing, and fantastic musicianship. It's a trifecta. The Killers Peaked? Question mark. Paul, you and your playlist names. That playlist also features other bands we enjoy. In addition to Dolls and Pelican State, Hojo Fro is on the playlist. Alton and I are members of the band Hojo Fro. We have a new song coming out September 1st. It's featuring Susan Munson. It's called Come In. 